Hola, Hola chicas. chicas. Bienvenidas a la charla. I'm Isela, a wife, teacher, entrepreneur, and new mommy to my sweet baby boy, Logan Jace. I'm Lily. I'm a teacher, daughter, and engaged to a wonderful man. Somos dos Latinas from Texas, loving life and living it up. Acompáñanos as we chat all things mujer. Makeup, libros, food, familia, and just bringing you into our everyday lives. So grab your cafecito and let's chat. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, chicas de la charla. I am rolling solo this week because I just wanted to share um, a few things that I've kind of been thinking about recently and just, you know, how sometimes you just go through something and you're like, man, I need to like share this. I need to share this with different people and, you know, just kind of like share my thoughts on some things that went down um, this week with me and, you know, my thoughts and this and that. So I just wanted to go ahead and jump on here and share um, a few things and hopefully next week we will be able to bring you a new episode with Lily. Lily right now is just focused on schoolwork. We're, you know, back to school this week. And you guys know that we are maestras. And, um, yeah, so she's just getting rest and taking care of herself, getting some much-needed self-care in and focused on work. And uh, our schedules have both been very, very crazy and just kind of like it's hit or miss with us. So anyway, um, hopefully next week we'll be able to bring you an episode where both of us are chit-chatting and catching up. But anyway, I just wanted to welcome you guys. Bienvenidos, bienvenidas todos. Um, I hope that you guys are doing well, my maestras and maestros listening out there who went back to work this week after a much-needed holiday break from the madness um, because I don't know who, you know, who's going to agree with me and who's not, but is it safe to say that no matter how passionate you are about teaching, no matter how much you love it, how much you can't see yourself doing anything else, this year has been a challenge time, has, it has completely been a challenge times a million. Like seriously, guys. Again, hats off to the maestros y maestras out there, making it all happen, being there for the kids, doing your absolute best, holding it all together, um, and just doing what you can for not only your students, but taking care of yourself simultaneously, because that's what it's about. Necesitamos cuidarnos, necesitamos disfrutar de la vida también, aunque sea en nuestro hogar. Like, we really have to hold it down, guys, and it's just insane. And I am so, like, just proud to be part of the teacher tribe and maestra life because this is a real deal, guys. This is a real deal. So, anyway, let's go ahead and jump into our episode for today. Um, with that being said, with all of that being said about, you know, having rest, having your self-care, and just kind of, like, jumping back into the grind and the groove of things during the pandemic y todo. Um, it's kind of a segue into what I want to talk about. So Monday, Monday, you know, thank the Lord. Gracias a Dios. Our district made it a teacher work day. So the kids got to stay home one more day while we got to go and get ourselves together in the classroom. What was awesome was there were no meetings. There was nothing that we had to do that was outside of what, our to-do list consisted of in our classroom for us to be prepared for Tuesday when the kids returned. And that was awesome. I love that. I appreciate that times a thousand. It, that's, that was just an amazing um, thing for the gift from them to us. So 
you know, I'm driving to work. Mind you guys, I've like started a new challenge. It's a health journey. It's not a diet. It's not um, a fad. I don't, I don't see it that way. The challenge that I'm taking right now, it's uh, something that's going to be six weeks and then hopefully will last beyond that for me. So of course, the uh, group that I'm working with right now on this challenge for myself and for my health and for my well-being and all of those things, um, decided to, instead of kicking this off, you know, before the new year or right on new year's day and putting all that pressure on us, they said, Hey, that Monday, the fourth, you know, you'll be done with your gatherings, your family stuff, you know, just splurging and, and drinking all the things and eating all the things and laying around on the couch. So it would be the perfect day to just enter back into your normal routine with a healthier, um, eating lifestyle and activity lifestyle. So anyway, I decided to do that, you know, and to be honest with you guys, oh my gosh, it was one of the scariest things I've ever done because fear of failure is such a prominent and real thing. And I am not here to give you an uplifting podcast that's going to just fill you. I'm not here to just fill your bucket with all of these positive affirmations and make you feel amazing and make you feel like a winner. I'm not here to do that, okay? So if you're coming here right now today to look for inspiration, I'm sorry. Uh, probably not going to do that for you, and I apologize. But what I am going to do for you is hopefully speak a lot of truth into goal setting, fear of failure, um, resolutions, vision boards, um, being a boss, boss man or a boss girl or whatever it may be. I'm here to speak some truth in it and hopefully give you some clarity so that you can walk away today feeling a little bit enlightened and just a little bit more grounded into what you want to do over the next few days, the next few weeks, the next few months, uh, years, or as a lifelong goal, a milestone type of goal. Whatever it is that you want to achieve in life, I feel like the things that I am going to give you today are going to be adaptable to anything that you're going through when you're goal setting or when you are looking just to to fulfill something within yourself. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's, that's what today's episode is going to be about. I just had quite a few moments of clarity over the last, I would say the last maybe three or four days. And I just, I remember, um, having this conversation with myself, you know, raise your hand if you talk to yourself when you're driving to work, whenever you're alone. I do that a lot, guys. I mean, come on. I create solo podcasts sometimes. Um, I post a lot of my IG stories just kind of talking to you guys and hopefully you guys are listening. I don't know or watching my stories. I don't know. But, you know, so I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with having conversations with myself. And I think that it's extremely healthy to do that because sometimes when you speak the thoughts that are in your mind, when you speak those out loud to yourself, Sometimes you make more sense or you're like, oh gosh, why did I think that? Or why did I feel that way? Or that doesn't make sense because of this. And you start playing devil's advocate with yourself. You know, you start correcting yourself 
or you start uh, agreeing with yourself and creating more, I guess, concrete truths to why you believe what you believe. So I, it's just, I think it's very, very healthy. So with that being said, I had a conversation with myself on the way to work on Monday. And it was just, I felt super nauseous. I felt my heart pounding. Um, for the past six months, I've suffered, uh, from mild headaches and I feel like I have a fever, but I don't have a fever. Uh, my head will feel very, very hot and I'll just have a dull headache right in between my eyes, right in between my eyebrows. I'll just have this dull little headache and my doctors, you know, I, I have talk to you guys about that story where I went to my OB and I went to my um, endocrinologist and I went to my MD who does my annual, um, what do you call it, my annual checkups, you know, my regular routine checkups, my physical. Um, I even talked to my dentist when I had my wisdom teeth. Like all these different people have been tracking and monitoring my health and everything's progressing, everything's pretty good and it stemmed back to anxiety. What I'm feeling, those physical responses to something that's neurological, you know, that's something that's going on in your mind, um, are created by fear and anxiety and stress. So I started kind of tracking, okay, when is this happening? Mind you, I um, went uh, my two whole weeks of holiday break without feeling that feeling at all. I didn't have the dull headache. I didn't have that feeling to where I have a fever. I'm checking my temperature for six months um, and there's nothing. I have like 96.7 almost every single day of my life or 97.3. Um, and it, it was just mind boggling. It was just confusing. It was like, what's going on? Like, I know I'm stressed because of work. I know my work situation right now isn't the best situation, but we're all doing this. We're all facing this. There's hundreds and thousands of maestras, you know, going through it. And it it can't be that. Like, you know, it, it just can't be. So I decided to start tracking those feelings and tracking the headaches and tracking the feeling of having a fever and things like that. Because I really thought it was COVID, guys. I've already had a COVID test twice. So, you know... And it hasn't been that. And I'm just thinking, okay, something's got to give. Um, so I, you know, I embarked on this new challenge for my health. And the day that I signed up for it, I was so nervous. I cried. I wanted to throw up. I was super sad. And just feeling like the lowest person. Like I just felt so low. And I realized after just thinking about it, I was like, gosh, why am I so scared? And that's what it was. And I remember at the exact moment that I pinpointed that I was scared, I opened up my Instagram and the woman that is running the program had posted a video about fear. She posted a video about the fear to start a challenge. She goes, that word challenge, that's not an easy word. That word is not an easy word. That's a difficult word. That means that you are going to do hard things. That means that you are going to face things that are uncomfortable. That's why it's a challenge. And I, once I 
accepted that and let that sink in. I listened to another thing that she said, and I know, and I know you see this on tons of like little quotes and inspirational, like, you know, little uh, visuals here and there. You can do hard things. And I thought back to myself right at that moment, what are hard things that I have done in my life? What are challenges that I have faced in my life and that I've gone through and that have made me stronger and that have made me um, solidify the person I want to be and make my beliefs cemented and rooted in the fact that I want to be a good person. I want to make good choices and I want to take on any challenge that's going to make me better. And it just, it was just this moment of clarity where I was like, you know what? Fear is trying to ruin what I want to do for myself. Fear is trying to run my thoughts. Fear is trying to just dwell within my soul and make me believe that whatever it is that I'm about to face for the next six weeks and possibly for the rest of my life, hopefully for the rest of my life, because I really want to cement myself into this new way of being healthy. I, I don't know how and why we mentally let it creep in that way. And it just wanted to dwell in my soul and I'm not going to let it. That was my moment of clarity. Okay, the word challenge is an ugly word. It's a scary word. It's not the kind of word that you just want to hear all the time. And I know people like to say, oh, I I love a good challenge. Yeah, we say that when it's something fun, guys. But when it's something hard where you know that you have to do hard things consistently, it's different. It takes on a different meaning. It takes on the value of it is so much more. It's just so much more greater. And, you know, once I realized that this word is is a word that holds a lot of water, that it's a word that's a concrete word that means a lot, I started to cope and think, okay, Yes, I'm scared. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going to go within these next six weeks and after that. But I know that I have done hard things. So I started thinking back to all the hard things that I've done. And, you know, facing horrible family tribulations. um, Losing my father you know, not, not anticipating the loss of my father and just abruptly the lot, you know, facing the loss of my father, having to, um, put together my dad's funeral and just things that I've gone through at work and things that I've gone through with my immediate family and with friends. And there's just so many different things, you know, and I think about it and I'm like, I've done hard things. I've done hard things. And you know what, ladies? I know women can get pregnant a dime a dozen, but girlfriend, that is a hard thing, sister. So you are a bad bitch, and so am I. We have done hard things. We have been pregnant and carried a child in our womb for nine months, sometimes less, sometimes longer, and 
trust me, whenever I see people go past their 40 weeks, I pray for you because I can't even, I can't even come to terms with something like that. And we have birthed children. We have had C-sections. We've had natural births. We've had epidurals and no epidurals. We've had all these things. We have lost children. There's so many of us who have lost our children, our children that we gave light to. There are so many of us that lost our babies that we never got to meet. We have done hard things. So when you hear that word challenge, yeah, it's going to be fearful. It's going to be something that's going to probably hit you right in the gut of your soul. But you know what? You've done hard things. Baby girls, we've all done hard things. And that right there made me believe that, you know what? I've done hard things and I can do more hard things. I can face challenges. Yes, I will be scared. Yes, I'm going to have that fear sitting in the back of my mind. And yeah, that fear is going to creep in and try to take over. But I have to remember that I can do these hard things and I can kick these hard things right in the ass. So... After I signed up, after I had that reality uh, mind check, if you will, and after it set in, I was like, okay, I'm good. You know, I had my lunch prepared for the next day, got my son's lunch ready for school. We weren't anticipating letting him go back because we just wanted to give him some time away from school after holiday break because he does go to school face-to-face. So we wanted to keep him home for two weeks, but our the classroom teacher was okay with it. The district was not, so we had to send him back because he's he's healthy. There's nothing wrong with him. And, you know, he didn't have COVID or any symptoms of COVID, so we had to send him back. So, of course, that was another worry of mine that I just had to let go. I had to just sit down and say, you know what? I believe that the Lord is going to protect him. And I believe that if the Lord throws this challenge our way, we have to overcome it. And we're going to try and be healthy and we're going to do good uh, things and we're going to make good choices that are going to keep us healthy. And And if we have to face that challenge, hey, when, we'll, when we get to that bridge, we're going to cross it together. My husband and I and my son. So, you know, that was another fear mongering moment that just set into my, my mind, you know, and my train of thought. So I was good. I, I went to bed early. I literally like didn't nap all day on Sunday. I got all my chores done. My house was immaculate. Everything's ready to go. I felt great. And I'm like, you know what? I took a great vacation from, you know, my shop, from my Estra Life on Instagram, from we even went on a vacation away from our home. And I just really relaxed and enjoyed and, and just gave into the self-care that we're always talking about, you know. And so next morning I wake up and I'm driving to work. You know, I wake up in the best mood. I'm, I'm listening to music. I have Cristian Nodal playing all loud. You know, I'm making my, my eggs and my breakfast and everything. And what I love about the challenge that I'm on now for, for a healthy lifestyle, it, it forces you to cook more. And I love that because I've been cooking. I mean, yeah, it, it's a little exhausting at times, but... It forces you to cook every day. So my family and I, you know, my husband, my son and I have been cooking meals at home and I get to cook breakfast uh, every morning and it's just, everything just feels better, right? So, you know, everything's great. I had my coffee. 
you know, I've been cutting back on caffeine. I'm doing half calf or no caffeine now. Sometimes I do black coffee. Like, I'm just making some good choices, girl. I am making good choices. My water intake is sky high, and I'm just like, oh, I'm feeling this. This is great, okay? So I'm driving to work, and all of a sudden, that fear and panic start to set in again. And at this point, it has nothing to do with this challenge, this healthy lifestyle challenge, it has nothing to do with that. It's a different fear and it's a different form of anxiety. And again, I start to feel nauseous. I start to feel sick. I want to cry. And it's the fear of being in a room with 12 other bodies breathing the same air for eight hours a day almost. And I knew that Monday that I was going to be in my room all alone working on everything that I needed to work on to have everything prepared for my kiddos. I even had this big old bag filled with peppermint candy canes that I couldn't give them over, um, you know, right before Christmas break. And I had a whole bunch of gansitos that I bought them because they love gansitos. And I had this bag of goodies and my heart ached to see these kids. And at the same time, my heart ached in fear and anxiety for what was going to happen to us or what could happen to us. And I'm just going to be real, guys. We've had scare after scare after scare after scare on our campus. Uh, Unfortunately, we did have cases on our campus through the adults and the kids, and it's just been a world, like a whirlwind roller coaster of emotions and anxiety and fear and prayer. And it's ongoing. It's on and off nonstop every single day. Every single day. So there I am. I'm driving to work and I'm just like, get it together. Get it together. And the whole, I would say, all the way till about 1 o'clock. I was like having discussions with my teammates um, who have been through COVID, COVID. COVID, I don't know why I said it like that, COVID, um, within their family or friends or whoever, like all of us have had connections to it. We've either known somebody or been the person or had a family member or been a near emergency case of somebody being in ICU. Like that happened to me, guys. That happened to my tia. She doesn't live here near me, but my tia and my two cousins, her two daughters were in ICU, all three of them at the same time on ventilators, guys on ventilators and and just seeing that happen over and over and over with my friends, my coworkers and their family members or their kids or just you know my Facebook friends and just and I'm just like what is going on and it just was that pressure it just felt like I had a boulder on my back and there was nothing I could do about it absolutely nothing. I can't just get up and quit my job. I love my job. I love what I do. It's my career. It's my passion. I love what I do. And I can't just get up and quit. I have my own bills. My husband has his bills. We have bills that we pay together. But I'm not going to throw my bills on my husband. As many times as he's told me, you know, hey, it's okay. I can hold it down for us. I'm not that person. I just don't want to be that person right now. I have the passion and the energy and the strength to to teach and to educate kids and to be around children and just hopefully make a positive impact on them. And, you know, so I'm just thinking to myself, you know what? 
suck it up, buttercup, because it's going down. We're either going to go down in a blaze of glory or we're going to go down in flames with no glory at the end. (laughs) So I just had to change my mindset. I literally paused the way I was feeling midday because I couldn't stand it anymore. Like I had already heard all these sad stories of, of my coworkers and family and all these things going on. I had already heard all that. That wanted to make me cry because I was hurting for them. And then, you know, I'm sitting in my room just looking at the walls and looking at what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And I just could not focus and, and like hone in on the work that needed to be done. The work that had to be prepared for my kiddos, the lessons that had to be prepared for my kiddos, the activities, all of those things, the videos I had to record, all this, I just could not hone in on that. I just couldn't. And it was the work that needed to be done. And this whole time, this whole, probably the first four hours of that day, I didn't realize that the work that needed to be done first had to be the work that needed to be done within, within me, within my heart, within my soul, within my mind, to calm my anxiety, to calm the fear, to be a little bit more rational that we can be healthier and make healthier choices all day long to be safer. You know, I always tell my students, you guys are my family. I have my family at home. Yeah, that's my family, of course. You know, I'm raising my son. My husband is everything. Like, that's my family. I said, but you guys are my family too. We spend more time together than you do at home with your parents and siblings and and, and more time here together than I do at home with my family. So you guys are my family too. You know, and, and thinking back on that day when I say that to them, I, I just had this moment of, you've got to get it together. You can do this. You don't have a choice. You can do hard things. You can face a challenge. And if you do the right things while facing the hard things, girl, you're going to be fine. And if you're not fine, you are not going down without a fight. And that's how I knew that, hey, I had to get it together collect my thoughts, do the work within, think about it, and move on. Let it resonate and move on and do those hard things and face the challenges and face the challenges and face the challenges and fight and fight and fight. So, around, I don't know, noon or one o'clock, I started to feel better. And I said, you know what? This gigantic screen on this roll away thing (laughs) mechanism, I don't even know what it is. This big old roll away cart type thing. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. Anyway, um, was delivered to our classrooms and we all got this gigantic, like 75 inch screen TV so that we can, you know, um, project to our kids Uh, I was pretty, at the beginning, I was kind of like, what am I going to do with that? But then I started thinking about it and I said, you know what, this can be something really great for my classroom. And I just started getting rid of and cleaning everything up. And I moved my 
table where I sit all day. I moved it around. I put a, I moved a bookshelf. I re, um, I guess I feng shuied, guys. I feng shuied. I just rearranged some things. I, um, decorated and styled the bookshelf where I'm sitting and I made a big space for that TV. And you know what? I, now that I think about it, I'm like, I didn't have a projector this year because my projector was busted. They weren't going to replace it because we were getting TV. So it was a good thing, right? So I styled the bookshelf and I remembered when I was doing this, I was like, oh my gosh, people are probably going to come in here and be like, what is this crazy woman doing? Why is she even rearranging anything in her classroom? Matter of fact, well, let's rewind. Let's take it back to 2020, the day before spring break. The day before spring break, I literally flipped my classroom completely around. That day, I remember um, we had that day. We had actually it was two days before spring break. We that was a I think I want to say it was a half day. I don't remember. Don't quote me, but something was going on. Like the kids had a, a the afternoon was going to be a fun type of day. You know, they were going to get to watch a movie and we had snacks for them. So that afternoon, I remember my partner saying, hey, give me all the kids. I'm going to put a movie on in my room. And I was like, all right, you know, the days when COVID wasn't around and we could do this. <laughs> so I sent the kids over there and I remember saying, I'm going to rearrange my room. And I literally took an hour to do it. I moved everything. I moved my desk. I moved a table. I put took down some clutter. I cleaned up real fast because I'm one of those kind of people that love to speed clean. And I can organize shit real fast. When I'm in the zone, I'm in the zone and I'm going to get it done. And I remember the kids coming back to my classroom after watching the movie. And they were like, whoa. It was like they were excited. I was excited. And I remember that the couple that weekend before I had purchased like some new, I don't know, pen holders or something for my desk. And I had forgot to take them out. I took them out and put some new pens in there and everything. And I just revamped the classroom. And the the way I felt, guys, was just like. I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like this is a brand new space. And it was a rough year for me last year. Last year was probably one of the tough, is probably the most difficult year of my entire teaching career. And it just made me feel better. And then, of course, spring break came, COVID happened, and we never went back. <laughs> so there's that. But... um it made me feel good. So on Monday when I was, you know, rearranging everything and moving things. And guys, I didn't rearrange everything. I do want to explain this. I'm a minimalist when it comes to the classroom. I have what we need. And I have things that are visually pleasing and beautiful visual aesthetics for my students. And that's it. I don't have clutter. I don't have extra things. I don't have stuff shoved into cabinet. I'm just not that person. I love organization, and if I don't use something within that year, you know what? At the end of the year, I'm getting rid of it. I'm going to donate it. I'm going to toss it, whatever it is, because I just, I feel like clutter, uh, physical clutter starts cluttering up your mind and starts taking over your emotions, and, you know, it, it, it kind of fuels anxiety somewhat. So if you're an anxious person, look at your physical surroundings. That's one big thing that I'm going to tell you guys. Look at your physical surroundings. Start to declutter your life. Not everything. I mean, I like to collect stuff. If you guys were to see my office, I have all the different, you know, art that I've brought back from Mexico and that people have given me and stuff. And I have a lot of things in here, but it's organized and I know what I have. And if I'm not using it, it's gone. So anyway, you know, in my classroom, you know, I keep going on these little side chats. It's okay. We're, we're in it for the long haul, ladies. 
you know, I'm in my classroom and I'm just, I moved, you know, my table and I remember decorating this small bookshelf and putting it right near me and just loving the joy that it brought to see something different like that, to see my room feel and look so spacious and to have this big, beautiful screen TV sitting in the front of the classroom waiting for the kids to come through. And I'm like, man, we're going to watch some awesome movies. I'm going to play some awesome music videos. We're going to do some great brain breaks on that. I'm going to play some great instructional videos on it. This is going to be magic. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. I did that. And then I drank a, a hot cup of tea. And guys, I was just vibing. I was vibing. And I was feeling just vibrant and thriving. And I was like, why didn't I feel this way all day? Because of that fear, that damn anxiety, it starts to creep in and it wants to take over. And you've got to get to a point to where you just stop and say, uh-uh, get the hell out of here. This is not who I am and this is not the way you're going to make me feel. So I, you know, moving on, I had a great afternoon after that. I, after, as soon as I rearranged, it took me like 30 minutes, guys, to rearrange everything, take down my Christmas decor real quick, put it, pack it away. Everything looks awesome. And then I just dove into work and I was creating all of this, uh, you know, like videos and PowerPoints and my lesson was looking good. Everything was looking good. I had everything prepared. 3.30 rolled around. I was like, peace, I'm out. It literally took me uh, two, almost three hours to do all that I wanted to do that day and to do it con ganas, you know, to, to just be at the top of that mountain, you know, and just feel amazing and just get it done and feel good about myself. So, you know, fast forward, 3.30 comes around and I drive home and I call my husband. I'm like, Hey, do you mind starting dinner? And I'll finish when we get, when I, you know, when I get there and help you out. So, and we were going to go for a walk. I was so excited. I'm like, oh, we're going to start our family walks again. Texas has the best weather, guys. I'm sorry. I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. The average weather in Texas is in the mid-70s year-round. Yes, we have two months in the summer where we can burn to a crisp if we walk outside. But other than that, guys, if it snows one day or if we have ice one day, don't worry. Within the next two days, you're going to have a beautiful 65-degree day, uh, day. So, nice and sunny. So anyway, last week I'm like, okay, I mean, sorry, this week I'm like, hey, it's going to be in the 60s this week. We're going to go for beautiful walks. It's going to be nice and cool. Family walks. I'm all about it. Let's do it. So I get home. I have my dinner. Super happy, super stoked about my dinner. I do my workout and then we go for our family walk. And we're walking and I'm outside getting fresh air and it just, everything feels amazing. And we're watching the sunset and it's looking beautiful. And then we get in the car and again, anxiety hit me like a ton of bricks. And it just, I remember looking at my husband and tears coming out of my eyes and I'm trying to get rid of them and I'm trying to suck it up and I'm like, I don't feel well. And he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I feel nauseous and my heart's beating fast again. And he's like, well, you know, you've got to go to school tomorrow and the kids come back to school tomorrow. So it's tough. And, you know, that's your mind playing tricks on you. My husband's just trying to be so supportive. And I'm just like, no, this isn't fair. And at that point, I decided to throw myself a pity party. I sure did. And I went into about a 15-minute pity party. And I'm going to tell you right now, 
that I don't regret it one bit. On the drive home, I literally just reclined my chair back and sulked while I was gazing out the window at the, at the, at the moon and just having an all out pity party the entire drive home. And about two, three minutes before we pulled into our neighborhood, I told myself and my husband, you know what? When we get home, I have to watch something good. I have to do something that fills me with joy instantly, that makes me laugh out loud instantly. And I looked at my husband and I could tell that he was feeling good hearing those words come out of my mouth. He's like, yeah, do it. He's like, do it. You always say that you need laughter. If you have something to watch like mindless TV or, you know, YouTube videos that are super silly and and are nothing at all serious and just fun, lively things that that makes you feel good, right? And I was like, yeah, that does make me feel good. That's why I watch mindless TV sometimes because it makes me literally laugh out loud. And guys, laughing out loud is good for the soul. And I've said it before. That is one of my favorite things in the world is to go onto YouTube and find some of my favorite YouTubers. The YouTubers that I follow, guys, they're not negative. They're not people who are always in their feelings. They're not people who are always, you know, woe is me and sharing all the bad shit that's only the bad shit that's going on in their life no these are people that are funny these are people that are always cracking jokes these are people that are like dancing on camera and like just doing funny things and joking around and or or you know making positive videos and stuff and I just went and I started watching a video and I was just laughing I just started laughing and laughing and laughing like it was those jolly down in your gut (laughs) type of gut-bouncing laughter. You know, that's what it was. It was a type of gut-bouncing laughter. How how else can I explain it? It was amazing. And I was just laughing so hard. So then after that, I started feeling good, you know, and I just started feeling better and just saying, you know what? Screw the anxiety. Hell no. I had my pity party. It lasted 15 minutes. That's enough. And I'm not giving you any more. But guys, at that time, it was necessary for me to just give in so that I could re, like my thoughts had been derailed and I had to put them back on track. I had to refocus and put myself back on track because we are human. We are human and it is human nature to doubt ourselves. It's human nature to have anxiety and fear and stress and and to constantly be battling with your own self. We are our own worst enemy. And I decided at that point, you know what? I'm going to give in to the pity just for a few minutes. And then after that, I'm getting out. I'm going to feel bad for myself right now. And then after that, I'm going to do a complete mindset after that. Change the mindset. Because it's got to get better. So then after that, You know, I am at home watching YouTube. I watched like two or three videos. I remember watching a video about someone doing uh, 10 things you need on Amazon, which guys, I love those. And the list was pretty good. There's about two things I think I'm about to order. (laughs) And then I started watching another video that was super important. 
And that video was called 10 things, 10 healthy things to do in the new year. And the, the girl that did this podcast, um, her name is Nikki Philippi. If you guys want to go and check her out on YouTube, I've been watching her for years. And sometimes, you know, I, I see her positivity videos and I'm like, I don't need this. I need someone to, to, to give me a kick in the butt and to wake me up. Um, sometimes her videos are a little bit too gentle, if that makes sense, gentle to your soul and gentle to your mindset to where you're like, I don't want you to baby me through positivity. I want you to give me a kick in the butt. So anyway, I start watching this video. I'm like, let me watch this video because I love her anyway. She's awesome, you know, and I love all her like cooking tips and all this stuff. So I watched her anyway and I'm listening to her, um, different things and there was a couple of things that literally just kind of made me perk up because when I was watching this video then I started scrolling on my phone and I was just like looking at other things just like kind of trying to multitask you know and I was looking at uh, Facebook looking at Instagram still listening but not really focused and then she said she started going on to this one thing about Bible study okay and this past year I started getting into Bible study and I had done devotionals before I've done devotionals forever um my actual favorite devotional is called the 365 devotional and that little book is sitting at work right now as we speak and I usually you know open it up and and I'll look at the devotional and I've always been about that. I'll reflect on it and then I move on. But this past year, I actually started to do a Bible study. And the Bible study that I was um, doing was following a former teacher and his sermons because he opened up his new church. And if you guys are interested, you can find it on Facebook. It's called Salvation Home. So he's probably mid-30s, I would say. His wife uh, is also a pastor there, and she's in her mid-30s. Latinos, very relatable. And so he starts doing his sermons every Wednesday and Sunday. So it was Bible study because, you know, we're go, uh, reading the Bible and just kind of discussing all the points and just kind of connect, trying to connect. So I did this this past year, and I really was feeling good about it. But then I would have those days where I would fall away from it, where I'd be like, oh, I don't have time, or I don't have time, or I'm already tired, and I'm about to go to bed, and, and just kind of putting it on the back burner. And sometimes I would be dedicated to it and I would just be flowing and just going nonstop and just be like, okay, you know, and, and being consecutive with it or consistent. And then I would fall off again. And then that guilt would set in, that guilt would set in and it would set in and it would set in. And I, I just didn't know how to deal with that. Cause I'm like, gosh, but this is, this isn't just any little thing in my life or any other thing in my life. This is God. Like, how can I keep from feeling guilty? How can I stop feeling guilty because I'm not giving and devoting all my time to God the way I should be, you know? And so when she started talking about that, this is going, you know, going on with me, but um, let's go back to when I was sitting there watching this YouTube video 
and listening to her talk about Bible study and stuff, she started talking about the same thing, sort of. Just kind of like falling away from it, but getting back to it. Falling away from it and getting back to it. And one of the things that stuck out is that she said, when we are goal setting and when we are making choices, and um, you know, good choices, and when we are trying to be better, we have to realize that we will never master these things. And it seems like a no-brainer, right? Some of you are probably like, yeah, okay, hello, duh, didn't you know that? And some of you are probably like, wait a minute, what? It seems like a no-brainer, but to me it wasn't like that. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, okay, hold on, let's rewind it. And what did she say? And she's like, you are not, you're, it's, it's great to set goals. It's great to be better and it's great to make good choices to be better. But you have to understand that you're not going to master these things. And when she started giving examples, that's when it really clicked. That's when it clicked for me. In so many ways, in so many ways, way, many more ways than one. For example, a horticulturist is going to know about plants. Is going to know quite a bit about plants. But they will never master the knowledge of plants. They will never know every last little factoid about every single plant on this earth it's just not possible or is it I don't know maybe it is <laughs> you get what I'm saying you can be really good at something you can even be an expert I'll even go as far as saying that you could be an expert at something but you'll never master it to where you're like okay that's been mastered let me check that off of my list Put it, file it away in my little uh, cabinet and move on. No, that's not going to happen. And I feel like when we goal set and when we want to be a boss babe or a boss lady or we have that boss mentality, we have to realize that we're never going to master. Yeah, we're, we can get really good at something. We can be experts at something. We can have complete and total success at something. Yes, but we need to stop having that inner battle with ourselves, thinking that we will master everything. Because every topic and subject on this earth is so vast. It is so grand. It is so in-depth. It is so enormous that it's not really possible to completely master something. And here is where it really dug its heels. Here is where the clarity of going through this um, moment of realization of exactly what does it mean to goal set. This is where it dug its heels into my soul. I know that I'll probably never master the um, ownership of being able to live a completely and pure healthy lifestyle. But guess what? 
It's the fact that I get up every day and try that matters. I know that even if I read the Bible in its entirety, I will never completely master having all knowledge that God has intended for us. I'll never master all of that knowledge. I never will. Where my satisfaction and fulfillment will come from is the fact that I want to know God. And I don't give up because I keep trying to know Him. It's the trying, trying to reach your goals. It's the trying to do better. It is the trying to gain more knowledge of the good things, of the good choices, of the ways to be better. It is that thirst and being able to quench that thirst in tiny little droplets as you go throughout life. That is fulfillment. That is hitting your goals. That is being the person that you want to be and hitting those milestones. Once that clarity came to light in that moment for me, it just resonated on so many levels. After that, guys, I went and did another workout. And my book club had started their book, and I went, opened the book up, and enjoyed reading my book. And after that, I called it a night, and I got eight hours of sleep. Restful, delightful sleep deep sleep and I felt so good because it's the process and we have to trust the process it's the process of wanting those things to make us better it's the process of wanting that knowledge wanting to know God wanting to be healthy and going through the motions and it's not about checking off a list guys it's not about that it's about wanting that fulfillment that you are doing things to be better you are making good choices if you want to be a better person towards other people it's those choices to be kind it's those choices to listen when you don't have time it's those choices to stop and help someone. It's those things that are helping you along the way. And it all goes hand in hand. In turn, you work harder, of course, whether you're at, jo at a job or whether you, whether, <laughs> whether you own your own business, um, whether you have a side hustle, whatever it is. Things all come into play. They all kind of cement themselves together and they all just roll with the flow together. And it starts affecting every different aspect of your life. You try to be a better mom, a better dad, a brother, better brother, a better sister, a better daughter, a better son, whatever it is, a better friend. All of those things go hand in hand. And yeah, you reach your goals. Maybe there's that house that you wanted and you saved up for. Guess what? You did hard things. You busted your butt and you got there. Perseverance. That's what it is. It's not about hitting that goal. It's the perseverance to get there.
Hey guys, I just wanted to share a couple of things that I am absolutely loving right now. I have to look a couple of them up because I forgot the author of one of the books. I'm pretty sure that I don't even need the name of the author because it's quite chilling. So the first one is a book, of course. Um, right now my book club is reading The Phantom Prince and it's basically the story of, I want to say, I don't know if they were married. That's, I keep forgetting whether they were married or not, but it's the girlfriend. I think she was just the girlfriend. Yeah. The girlfriend of Ted Bundy during the time that he was committing all these serial murders. So it's called The Phantom Prince. Guys, that book right there. Oh my gosh. I was reading it the other night and my, um, phone went off cause somebody texted me and I literally jumped. It was super spooky and creepy. It was just, oh, it's it's just, it's it's insane. It's insane. You guys have to check it out. If you like uh, thrillers or nonfiction thrillers, check it out because this one, it's just kind of, I want to know, I, that's just a, a really crazy aspect to a story, right? Somebody's view on what happened from within uh, a household or within a relationship when one person is sick, is mentally deranged, and the other person is watching things unfold and not knowing what to do. So anyway, that's that's the book, The Phantom Prince. Um, I also have um, music. The music I have been absolutely loving right now is anything Cristian Nodal. I've loved Cristian Nodal for so long, but recently... Uh, it's just good vibes, straight up good vibes. I will be cleaning the house or washing the dishes, and I'm like, Cristian is the way to go. So anything Cristian Nodal. Um, of course, I have to have a really cool food item. And because I've been trying to watch my, you know, intake on certain things in from our pantry and refrigerator, <laughs> um, I discovered Ready Whip whipped cream in a can. You know, it's not the best for you, but they do have a coconut milk based uh, whipped cream and it tastes so so good it's super low in carbs and all I do is put a tiny little squirt and when I say tiny little squirt I mean enough to just probably lick a spoon and that's it like just a tiny little squirt or dollop uh, into my coffee in the morning if I have black coffee I'll just put a tiny little dollop in there and OMG it's so so good I don't think I'll ever go back to regular whipped cream in my life it is so delicious so yeah those are the three things that I'm loving at the moment guys I hope that this episode um, was helpful to some of you uh, especially you guys that are battling a lot of stress or fear or anxiety I suffer from severe anxiety I feel like I've managed it uh, quite a bit over the past maybe a year and a half um, but sometimes you know what it comes creeping back in and we just have to find different ways to manage it and I'm here to tell you that yeah you can have your pity party just don't let it last more than 10 or 15 minutes you know get it out of your system get in those feelings because you know what it's necessary sometimes to just get the feelings out of your body and out of your brain Get in those feelings, get it out. As long as you're not screaming at anybody, just get those emotions out. And then after that, start kicking butt all over again. Okay. Until next time, guys, I hope that you have a super great weekend. Ya llegó viernes y el cuerpo lo sabe. Enjoy your family. Be safe. Check out my shop. Um, it is Casa Confetti Co. 
com or you can find us on Instagram at Casa Confetti Co. You can also follow my teacher page, sorry, at Maestra Life on Instagram, and you can also follow us at La Charla PC on Instagram for um, any of our podcast updates. Until next time, que viva la charla. God bless.